how do I put it? Too fucking long. You're all going to be demoted into something that's going to require touching shit with your hands. What if he sucks and he doesn't hit the up Cool. So, so just pretty much listen to me or you're fucking dead. <laughs> I'm going to kill all your bosses, and then you're going to become president. You got a detonator in your trumpet, man. That's exactly what's wrong. Welcome to Worth the Watch podcast. I'm your host, Ed Palilla. With me, as always, Mike Kennedy. Hello, Mike. Ed, you have been activated for this podcast. I have been activated. My phone rang. Some chick was talking to me. That sounded a whole lot like Julianne Moore. It said I've been activated, and a bunch of Amazon packages showed up on my front desk. With, apparently, uh, uh, with with grenades what, and uh, fertilizer. What was her name? Uh, apparently, Am- apparently Amber Waves went yeah. on to phone <laughs> sex Waves, after, yes. she was, after she after she after done being a after done being a you know a a porn star. Porn star. Yeah, she's like decided when she was done with that. She was like, oh, I'm too old to be a porn star. I'm going to start doing phone shit now <laughs> how did we totally miss on that from where are they now for boogie nights she'd definitely be a phone sex operator yep uh, um actually before we get into our movie there are two things that i wanted to bring up uh that i wrote down from when we did little um just point of contention here we recorded our year in review as well as groundhog day the same day so i have something from each one of those that I want to bring up that it, that's why it's, it's coming this far out. Number one, when we did best quotes from year in review, I completely whiffed by not having anything from Dr. Lexus from idiocracy in there. And yeah, I, I, I had some written down. I just, I bit my tongue on some of them. <laughs> if you will. Very, very true. Um, <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, but I, uh, I I went through and when I started to edit it, our goddamn avatar on Twitter is Dr. Lexus's face. And I smacked myself on the head. I couldn't believe I missed that. But uh, so there was that. And then legit two days after we recorded our podcast for Groundhog Day, they released the first like teaser trailer for Ghostbusters 3. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Mike. They're completely acting like the one with with Kate McKinnon and Chris and Melissa McCarthy like doesn't exist, and they're making yeah, a whole a whole nother. It's it's I think they're scheduled for next year. It's supposed to be the three of them. Obviously, Harold Ramis has died, but I think the other three are interested in doing it. But that's and it's Jason Reitman who has done a ton of movies, including Thank You for Smoking and Up in the Air. But he's Ivan Reitman's son. Ivan Reitman's the one who directed all those movies, Ghostbusters and all those movies. So that's a big deal. If, if I, if there's a Reitman back and some of the, and three of the four main characters are back. And I know um, what I was going to say is I know I actually heard about that, like maybe a little bit ago, maybe like a week ago. And I knew that all like, I don't know which one's which, but one of the chicks was not happy, like freaking out, like said it was bullshit that they're like not even acknowledging <laughs> that this one was. And I was just like, well, the truth is, I go, you didn't really acknowledge that the other ones were even involved in it. So who gives a shit? You know, yeah, like, like they kind of brought in Bill Murray, but they no, didn't it, bring it, in Bill Murray. Like it was really weird. 
it was cameos. They were all cameos. Yeah. Nothing to do with, they were previous Ghostbusters. So what are they supposed to do? Like call these ones out? No, I'm sorry. It's not because you're women. It's because the movie sucked. Yeah. That's, that's just so happens. So happens you were in the movie. And, and (laughs) there were, I will admit there were funny parts. There were things I laughed at, but the best thing in the whole movie was Chris Hemsworth. He was actually pretty entertaining being playing an idiot. Yep. And between that and Thor Ragnarok, who knew he had such incredible comedic timing and comedic acting chops? He's got like, I don't know if there's anything that guy can't do. Anywho. All right. So back to the movie at hand. I I just had to get those out there because we Mm -hmm. were completely behind. Uh, As Mike said, we have been activated. This is 2008's Eagle Eye. Came out in September 26, 2008. It has a had a budget of eighty million dollars, but only managed to gross a hundred and one million dollars, which would probably make it at a loss because the advertising costs usually will push that over. Uh, do you want to take a guess at the Rotten Tomato score, Mike? Um, well, I was looking at IMDb, so the IMDb was like six and a half or something around yeah, there. Six point six. Um, so normally I always feel like the audience is pretty close to that. I'd say the audience is between 65 and 75. 62, so pretty close. Okay. But where would you put the critics at? Um, there's 62. Critics probably didn't like this one as much. 53. 27. Damn. I know. I am surprised by that. I thought this is a pretty good movie. Um, I, the one thing I can say is it is kind of – a little tough to follow along at times, and maybe that's where some critics didn't like it. You'll 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 get that in my plot synopsis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you when you're confused, because I just left some parts out. I'm like, we can talk about it as we go over. Yeah, because I just yeah. That this was look, one... could have been a three paragraph long, like because there's so much, so many small details. I was just like, I finally was just like, I don't care if you don't know what's going on. You've probably already seen this movie. Yeah, we'll get into the thoughts on the movie when when we get there. So uh, let's yeah. go through the cast real quick. Shia LaBeouf is the main character, plays Jerry Shaw. He was in Transformers. He was in Holes. He was in Disturbia. He was in Fury. He's been in a lot of stuff. Michelle Moynihan played Rachel Holloman. She was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Heartbreak Kid, uh, and the first season of True Detective. Uncredited, but very important, the voice of Aria, played by Julianne Moore from Boogie Nights, as we mentioned, and Big Lebowski. Billy Bob Thornton plays Agent Thomas Morgan. We're going to get into him a little bit later. Rosario Dawson plays Zoe Perez. She was in The Rundown. She was in Men in Black 2. She was in Sin City 1, Sin City 2. Michael Chiklis plays Defense Secretary Callister. He was in Fantastic Four. He played um, The Thing. And he was also in the TV show The Shield, the long-running show on Fox. Anthony Mackie uh, was Major William Bowman. Uh, he was in Hollywood Homicide, which we did last year, uh, for about five seconds. And then he's been in the Avengers series. That's really where he's known from. And then one more person, Ethan Embry. We'll throw him in there. He was Agent Toby Grant. He did have a very small role. But mainly I want to point out that he was in That Thing You Do. He played the, the bassist. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. And then he also was in Vegas Vacation as Rusty. One of the many oh, people great. to play Rusty. So, Mike, why don't you get into the synopsis of the movie real quick? As fast as you can, I guess. See how fast I can read it. 
It's a lot going on. All right. Jerry Shaw is a college dropout who enjoys hustling turtle from the entourage out of his money during breaks at the Copy Cabana. He soon finds out that his identical twin brother has been killed. After returning to Chicago from the funeral, he discovers that he has $750,000 in his bank account. When he arrives home, he discovers that Amazon has made a big mistake and delivered a shit ton of weapons and ammonium nitrate to his apartment. Some bitch calls him and tells him that he has been activated. And, <clears throat> the, and then the FBI shows up and arrests him. Rachel is out with her girls slamming boiler makers when she gets a call from the same bish telling her that she also has been activated. And if she doesn't comply, that her son, Sam's life, is in danger. Jerry, with the help of phone bish, breaks out of FBI holding and is picked up by Rachel. They drive through the streets, causing mayhem and destruction to all the police along the way. Rachel and Jerry discover that phone bish is actually a supercomputer. The Thing, a.k.a. Secretary of Defense Chiklis, and Falcon, Major Bowman, Phil Perez in on Arya's supercomputer. Um, Arya's plan is to do a whole government overhaul, making the Secretary of Defense new president. Arya's plan is to do this at a concert at the Joint Chiefs that, that the Joint Chiefs will be attending that Sam happens to be playing at. With Sam's trumpet rigged with a trigger and Rachel wearing a crystal necklace bomb, Arya traps Chickless in a room Bowman and Perez stop Arya from uploading her conscious to a satellite, I think. Billy Bob helps Jerry by driving a truck into a Reaper plane trying to kill them. Jerry stops the concert by firing a gun in the air and somehow is not made into Swiss cheese in the process. Happy ending. Jerry gets the Medal of Honor and Sam gets Rock Band. <laughs> that, that's about just, it, yes. That, that's... I'm just like, as I'm reading this, I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah, there's um, that is, and you put it best. If you if you haven't seen this movie, Mike and I will get into it. That plot synopsis will not do it for you. If you have seen this movie, especially if you've seen it recently, like we did, I watched it last night. Uh, there's a lot going on in this movie, and there is a I, lot to try and follow. I almost was about to just go through bullets and be like. <laughs> It, it was like it would be just as confusing, like literally just like bullet like one sentence and just move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So let's get into thoughts on the movie. Uh, first, we'll just start with it is a very it's a very good movie, but you almost have to see it like two to three times to understand what's going on. And when you know the end and you go back and rewatch it, you can start piecing things together because by the time you get to, I don't know, by the time you get to the the Indianapolis airport. You forget the part that he had 5,000 pounds of, of ammonium nitrate delivered to his house like, because you've already had like four or five different things. Yeah. I, like I said, I agree. Overall, it's, you know, it's actually a pretty good movie. It's, I said, the action's real good. It's fast paced, so you're not bored. You know, there's like, as soon as you think you're going to get bored, like something happens. Yeah. And um, there's only really one like boring part of the movie, and that's when they're on the plane about to pass out well they're that in the cargo hold of the plane that may be my least favorite scene ed <laughs> probably is so i was gonna talk about this later but the one thing this movie did right is they didn't try they messed it up at the end but they didn't try and force like a romantic relationship between the two of them they kind of alluded to it at the at the in the last scene of the movie when sam gets mm -hmm. rock band which i think they could have just left that scene out and it would have been fine 
like it, it almost looked like for a second there they were like, oh, maybe these two are starting to kind of like each other a little bit, and then they never really talk about it again. You know, it's not even like when she has to kill him. She can't kill him because she's not a killer. It doesn't have to be she has emotional feelings for him. She's just not a person that would kill someone. That, that's all it needs to be. It's like that, and it's like she knows that he's not a bad person. Yeah, she knows yeah. he's not a bad guy. She's talked to him enough. She's been around him for the last, I don't know, what are we talking, 24, 48 hours. She can tell he's not a horrible person. So, yeah. all right. Um, all in yeah. all... This movie was really ahead of its time because the in 2008, people were talking about the Patriot Act, which was the law they passed after 9-11 that allowed Homeland Security to listen in on cell phone conversations. And they even allude to that in like the opening scene where Jerry is on the train and they say something about it that you can't – they can track you no matter what. Everything that's happened with Facebook and – Google, like they've gotten in, you know, billion dollar fines out of the EU because of privacy laws. And now everybody's pushing back in the United States because of things like Cambridge Analytica and stuff like that. Um, and facial and there there's been people complaining about Google and Amazon a lot, using facial recognition, working with police groups and the FBI and stuff. This movie kind of nailed all that. No, yeah, as I said, ago, it's one of those movies that does get you thinking a little bit about. Who are li- who's listening to you? Sure, and uh, you know I, when, when the Patriot Act came out, I said the exact same thing every time, which is if you want to hear extremely boring conversations with my friends and I complaining about the Steelers and the Penguins, you're welcome to. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like I, I got you know this Amazon, you know, like Alexa dot. I have like an Echo Show, and like my dad's like sending me messages showing me like what are you, you know. Are you listening to me? And I literally just I watch this. Alexa, are you listening to me all the time? I only send audio back to Amazon when I hear you say the wake word. For more information and to view Amazon's privacy notice, visit the help section of your Alexa app. Yeah, she she's listening to me, bitch. <laughs> and that's funny because uh, I've got one sitting right by me too in my bedroom. <laughs> and all we ever use it for is to turn the lights on and off because we're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't use it for anything else well I'm a, I get up before Aaron does so I'm not if I had it in, in the closet where I get ready because like we have a bathroom with a walk-in closet I would ask it like what's the weather read me the news like all that kind of stuff but it's right next to her head so I'm not going to do that in the morning she's still sleeping by the time before I leave yeah so, like I, I walk out and the same thing I ask the weather and stuff like that too yeah that would be that would be good the I would say this Alexa's search capability is not that great yet. Just side note, like if you could say, I'm not sure. No, she didn't, she didn't <laughs> like that I asked that. <laughs> no, like I said, whenever I ask mine in the, in the kitchen, it's the it's the show, so it's like the bigger, like almost like tablet screen. Sure, but it's it's cool because like I can watch you know, Amazon Prime like movies or something like that, like while I'm cooking or doing something in the kitchen. Like I'll just throw like the other day I was watching uh, Total Recall. Oh, nice. Old one or new one? Oh, old one. <laughs> Gotta get, give me the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. The only good thing about the new one is Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Biel. I'm fine with Colin Farrell too, but oh, I like yeah. Colin Farrell. But yeah. I'm saying compared to Arnold, it's not it's not nearly as good. But Kate yeah. Beckinsale, that is one of the best looking human beings that's ever been created. Just saying she, that she she's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty cool. All right. So, anyways. <laughs> 
back to what we were saying, the the whole data harvesting, artificial intelligence, all facial recognition, all that kind of stuff. You know, even people have said there's a lot of concerns about, and we even consider about doing our top five, doing movies where technology kind of takes over. And it keeps bringing me back to Terminator 3 with Spynet and artificial intelligence getting to the point where it tries to kill everybody off. That's kind of the long-term concern that people have started discussing. Those in the know say, you know, at some point it will get military use, although it probably already has. And then once you start arming drones, we're all going to just get mowed down. So, No, I know. Um, and I'm not saying Reaper drones. I'm saying like the little ones you, you can buy for seventy nine ninety nine. What anything else before that? I, I go into the next thing, Mike. Oh, um, you were just discussing all one of the things I was talking about. You're talking, we were talking about like the love interest between them that you kind of show at the end. And it's like, if they're trying to do that, it was kind of tough because it's like, obviously she's older than him. Probably like 10 years difference between the two. I'm willing to bet. I'm not right. 100%. Sure, you nailed it on the head. I looked it up actually. There's oh, 10, really? years, 10 years difference between the two of them. She was 32 when this was made. He was 22 when this is made. And it's like, I feel like he's probably supposed to be like 25. Maybe Give or 20, take, yeah. You know, and then she, you know, she's got a kid who's playing the trumpet. So he's probably like in fourth or fifth grade. I don't, I don't really know. You know, like they play instruments starting in like, third or fourth grade so if he's going to play there i'm assuming he's been playing for a few years yeah I, when i uh when i did the yeah. the remake i actually tried to keep the same age gap because i started looking i was like she's got to be older than him right and it's it's actually yeah you're right about 10 years so so i figured she was supposed to be playing about the age that she was maybe she had a kid when she was young you know right. like that's what you could really say like you know maybe she had a kid when she's 20 21 but you know you, you it's, it's visible you can tell She's a little, you can tell he, he looks his age. He looks yes. 21, 22. Like she looks 32, 33. Right. This movie, and I actually kind of want to allude this in two parts. So number one, the only way I would ever want any of this to happen is to get me through traffic. <laughs> you could just gun it and it'll give you green lights as you go. Otherwise, I don't want to use this for anything for myself other than just to get through traffic. I'm just going to say that. Uh, but this movie is really different if it's made today because of self-driving vehicles. They wouldn't have to have her drive the car. The car would drive itself. It, some of the vehicles, yeah. You know, some if you had a, a Tesla uh, Model S with self-driving mode, and, you know, Eagle, the um, Aria would just take over the car and tell it what to do. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's kind yeah. of a stretch, but they, the, someone, there has been a rumor that someone hacked into a Model S and was able to make it drive itself. But, um, you know, like they're, they're supposedly going to have a feature within the next few years that you're, you could be anywhere in the, on the planet as long as it's within driving distance of where you, like driving capability of where you are. And you can activate your phone, your car, and your car will drive and come pick you up. It's like the Batman, the Batmobile from the nineteen, the Michael Keaton Batman. No, I know what you mean. The, oh, it, something else. I was just like Arya, just is kind of like a combination of like the female Jarvis, and definitely reminds me a lot of Hal from Two Thousand One Space Odyssey. If you've seen that, that's a fantastic observation of the two of them. 
it is I I can't allow you to do that mixed with Jarvis. That's because it's it's much more uh, advanced in terms of like critical thinking. It's a good point. I have something about the actors, but anything else on the movie? Thoughts on the movie first before I get into that. I'm a little frustrated by his brother having a 183 IQ and joining like the military and being a minute man. For some reason he'd be, I feel like he'd be like curing cancer or something. Yeah. But if that's not his thing, like if he got, if he got into engineering and then that's the way he wanted to go, he probably helped build the program. He wasn't just a guy there. He probably helped engineer it. You know, he helped write the code for it. So he used that 183 IQ to develop that, that, the machine. I'm, I'm I'm not saying people in the military can't be smart. I'm just saying that, you know, why doesn't he use his brain to cure cancer or something? I don't know. You know, I mean, look at, uh, not to get back to Tesla, like I usually do with most conversations in my life, but, um, you got Elon Musk has, he decided he wanted to build electric vehicles and solar panels. And he's talking about digging tunnels and, uh, because he um, he wants to make eventually electric airplanes, and it's all because his that's what he went for was electrical engineering and mechanical engineering, and that's the way his brain functions. I would love if he could cure cancer too, but I don't know if he's going to go in that direction. But I get where you're coming from, at least. I was just shocked. I didn't. Even, I was like, "There's people out there with a 183 IQ that can function and not seem like they would have a 183 IQ." Yeah, they would be. <laughs> they would be like too smart to be able to get out of bed. So I have a question for you, Mike. If you would have had, in 2008 when this movie came out, and I would have said to you, you can bet $500 on which one of these actors will be the most famous in 2018, I guarantee 100 times out of 100, you, not, you would have not picked Anthony Mackie. Um, and I wouldn't even say he's, it's him or Billy Bob still. Those yeah, but, just as much stuff, but I mean... Anthony Maggie only has one person that he is. I know, but he got he got to put on the spandex and the cape, and he became, you know, he's, he's now in a billion dollar franchise. He's part of it, so he's part of a billion dollar franchise. It doesn't mean he's good. He's getting a Netflix spinoff too. He and the Winter Soldier. When, when it comes down to it, he's a good actor, though. He is. I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's entertaining. So I, I thought about this because there were five people in this movie that I feel like should have had much bigger careers and they never, it never seemed to truly blossom for them. So starting with Shia LaBeouf, we talked about him when we did Constantine, we picked our top five Shia LaBeouf movies and he just kind of went psycho. That's what happened. He did. So I, I looked up about him and where am I at? Here we go. And so he had this run of movies from 2004. Where are we at here? So I had it up and I, I moved away from it. So starting in 2003, he was coming off of his TV show, which was that Even Stevens show on Disney that I never watched because we were way too young for it. But he had the movie Holes, which we talked about before is really good. He was in Charlie's Angels, I think the second one. But then he did iRobot, Constantine, Disturbia, Transformers. The Indiana Jones, number four. Eagle Eye, that was 2008. The second Transformers, Wall Street. The third Transformers, 
Lawless, and then Fury up to 2014. So that was an 11-year run. Those were all those movies he made. Those were either good movies or movies that made a ton of money. And then in 2014, he started the ra- the he started to come off the rails, and he got in multiple like um, essentially getting drunk and disorderly at bars. That kind of became his thing. And now he's got like YouTube videos of or not YouTube videos, but like Instagram videos or whatever online of him threatening to fight people, and he's kind of lost his mind. So it's sad because I, I was thinking about this. I kind of made a comparison for for five different actors in this movie that they could have become. And Shia LaBeouf, I mean, and they were kind of pinning him this way. He was supposed to kind of be the next Harrison Ford. That's why they had him do the Indiana Jones movie. But getting back to who we were discussing before, he was kind of like Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell could have had a really great career, I think. And he got himself in way too much, way too deep on the booze. What do you think, Mike? I um, I concur with you on that. He, he definitely, that, and I'm pretty sure I, Saw like a picture or a video of Colin Farrell walking around with this tiny dick hanging out or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that I think he might have made a, a an adult video at one point with with some girl too. But yeah, like he Shia LaBeouf's a very talented actor. He's only thirty two years old, so let's not say his career is over yet. All no. these all these people that I'm talking about, their career is not over. I don't want to say that they are. They're doing stuff. They're you feel like they're in a down part of their career, and they need to something to get them back out of it. Well, so sometimes I, if you look at these actors too, like, you know, Michelle, she might be, and Rosario, they, they're at that age where they could be like raising families or something like that right now and yes. kind of like take it a little bit like chill. Like, I, I don't really know if they have kids or not. I'm just, you know, guessing that that might be it, you know, that they could be raising families so they're not taking as much work. And then, you know, once their kids grow up, maybe they'll start getting in more work. I don't know. It's that's very that's very possible. And they might be trying to say, "Hey, I live in L.A. I don't want to do stuff that takes me out of L.A." But next is Michelle Moynihan. So she had from two thousand, let's see, we start two thousand four. She had small parts in The Born Supremacy and Constantine because she was like a real a very fast extra in Constantine that I remember I pointed out. She did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is a very very underrated movie. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mission Impossible 3, Gone Baby Gone, Heartbreak Kid, Maid of Honor, and Eagle Eye, all up to 2008. And then it's a bunch of stuff I've never heard of until she did True Detective Season 1. And then a bunch more stuff I've never heard of. She did Patriot's Day. I have heard of that one. But again, that's in 10 years, she's made two things I've actually like even heard of or considered watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she could have been the next Drew Barrymore. She was fun. She was lovable. She could be funny, but she also could be serious. I feel like she had uh, something going for her. Then there was Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson started to have a career going, and she seemed like she was going to be – it felt like it was like her and Michelle Rodriguez were like the same – not the same actress, but she had uh, – she did Clerks 2. She did The Rundown. She did Sin City, Sin City 2, Men in Black 2. She was kind of looked like she could become almost like the next Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider style, like kind of an ass kicker. And then she just hasn't done a lot in the last 10 years. Not that I, at least that I know of. Again, I, I have, you could call me limited movies that I watch, but I'm going through this and it's a whole bunch of movies I've never heard of other than the Sim City follow up, which is 2014, but it's a bunch of movies that 
I've never seen. Next was Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis was the guy. He was like Jack Bauer 2.0 on the Shield. I never watched the Shield, but everybody I know that watched it said it was exactly like he essentially just did caught the play by his own rules. He was great. Um, he had the Fantastic Four. It looked like that was going to be, you know, they made two of those. He did a, a good job as the thing. He was going to be the next Ed Harris. Anytime you needed a guy in the military, a guy to play a cop, that was Michael. Ch- you could have gone with Michael Chiklis. I haven't seen him in anything in 10 years. Very weird. And then last is Billy Bob Thornton. I feel like he was going to be the next Tommy Lee Jones. He was really good. I know it's a little bit on the nose with like the fugitive kind of thing, but he like he ran the thing perfectly. He had bad Santa. He had this. He did have the TV show Fargo. And then I felt like there could have been more out of his career. I know he's made a bunch of movies and he even had, but like a lot of the stuff felt like it was before this. And then after like 2008, I felt like it, he didn't, it didn't keep going for him. What do you, what do you think with, with that, Mike? Am I, am I way off with that or? I don't know. I feel like his roles just started to become him being just a drunk idiot. He, they did for a little while. He did that. He did Bad News Bears. Um, yeah, like, and he kind of got away from it, though. No, yeah, you, I don't know. You know, like you said, I, don't, I can't give you an explanation because it's not like he's, you know, he, he's in that TV series Goliath, though. So I haven't heard, I haven't seen that show. I saw it pop up on on this list. I haven't seen it, but I mean, like that could be keeping him busy, and he could be making a lot of money doing that. He's just like, you know, why? Like you said, he's Fargo's ended. What like? About two years ago. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I don't know. So, I just felt like it was going to be every other year. He could, he did Armageddon. He, he, I feel like he could have been kind of a FBI agent style guy, Tommy Lee Jones style guy, every other year in a relatively big movie or every three years. And it just didn't, didn't click, I guess. Like Chickless, I felt like every time, like, oh, we need a military guy to do seven scenes to be, you know, at a remote base in wherever. And that could have been him. Like, uh, uh, what, what am I thinking of? The A-Team. Remember how they had Major Dad? Like, that would have, you could have had Michael Chiklis play that part. That's like the exact <clears throat> position he could have been and just been that guy for the next 15 years. Every time they do a military movie about Afghanistan or Desert Storm, throw Chiklis in, bring him in for five days of shooting, and he's good. And he can just hammer those checks, but... I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about their personal life. I dig the other than Shia LaBeouf's been a little bit public with his. Enough of me complaining about the actors. Do you have anything else, thoughts on the movie before we, we move on? Let me get it here. To move my cursor here. Thoughts on the movie. Um, I just had a question for you. What would you do if your balance read $750,000? Um... I almost feel like I'd have to walk into the bank and tell them something's wrong. Like, if it's off by $75, you can probably be like, eh, no one's going to notice. But if it's off by that much, something's going to go wrong. There's no way it's going to go well, right? <laughs> like, you feel like you're going you're gonna to end up getting arrested at some point. Yeah, and my other thing is, is that, you know, see, we were just talking about Chickless. Arya's telling him, when she traps him in the room, she's like, you'll be safe. I'm going to kill all your bosses <laughs> yeah. and then you're going to become president 
uh, we're cool though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, we're cool though, right? Yeah. I'm going to kill everybody you've ever known. Cool. So, so just pretty much listen to me or you're fucking dead. <laughs> so I, I put this later, but I said Aria is, uh, she's like Jack Bauer. She's willing to kill as many people as necessary to save thousands of lives. <laughs> that's, that's essentially who she is. She's just like, I will kill every single person on this planet if it means saving saving lives. And I just also think for a supercomputer that just there's there's gotta be an easier way to <laughs> to kill these people. Well, you mean like what the um This could this 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 could be partially under I know it's a movie, but but uh, there's a couple of things where it's a kind of in between. Like it just seems very elaborate. Like you're gonna get a little kid, you're gonna put a thing that makes a trigger in his trumpet that is right. And then you're going to get us and get it put into a necklace so that he can play it and they can blow it up. My only, I'm like thinking, I go, if you added that to a trumpet, I'm fairly certain that would affect the sound the trumpet could make. I guess. I mean, that definitely goes in the, I know it's a movie, but you know, right. right that's he'd be, he'd be there playing it in front of security. They'd be like, Oh, I know it's right. <laughs> You got a detonator in your trumpet, man. That's exactly what's wrong. You know, I know. I know what you got in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's wrong. Let's get this um, detonator out of there. I have a note. It's a movie, but later I'll complain about the timing of this movie because it's a little bit off. I feel like this movie should have been released one year earlier or one year later. And I'll explain why well, when we get there. Yeah. I, I understand it has to be elaborate because you have to get everybody there, which is why they did in front of Congress and they needed an explosive that would remain hidden and get through security. But I feel like if like you said, if you can rig everything, all you need is someone to walk in with a bomb and her to control. Like they did it at the airport. Why couldn't they do it at the security at the, um, at the Capitol? Well, the, the other thing too is I don't even know why they need Michelle. You want to know why? That guy, that that fucking guy got her who got her in obviously can probably yeah. get in. Why don't you fucking make him a watch and tell him to put his watch just watch on her or a ring? Yeah, you know, like I mean, I don't know if you'd put a, have a big fat engagement ring. on. <laughs> well, I mean, he could he could have like a pinky ring, like Bob Kraft, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I was just saying, like you know, like a watch or something. Yeah, either you know, like, or just in your. Or just put it in your pocket. Take this and put it in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. Yes, take this thing and put it in your pocket. It's not going to go off, and it will explode and blow up everything. I actually was kind of thinking about that earlier. Is I like Michelle Moynihan. I think she's good in this movie. But she's completely unnecessary in the movie. Like, I think I think maybe one thing critics, critics have, and you kind of put this through in the synopsis, is I think they kind of overdid it a little bit. Like, why did they have to send all that stuff and have the FBI chase him down? They could have probably had... I guess they need to get him in a panic and get him on the run. But they could have just come up with another way to, like, lure him out. Be like, I need you to get to... I need you to drive to this building. Just... And you do it, we're going to give you $100,000. Like, and he probably would have done it. The other thing, too, is, is that if, like, with him, you, you sent all this shit to get the FBI after him. Now you're making it more difficult for you to get this kid to you. 
Right. Like it's almost like every te- they did. I understand why they did it because they had to show off all the things that Arya can do instead of just yeah, being like, "Look, just get on it, get 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 on the train and go to DC, and that's it." And I I actually have a question. I thought the I thought they started out in New York. You saying they started out in Chicago, or do they go? Did he go back to New York? He he lives in Chicago. Okay, because I thought they that's where his like I thought they jumped. That's where his apartment is. In Chicago. Okay, because at one point, I thought when they fall on the barge, don't they end up in New Jersey? And I, have, I, and I, have, I have no idea. Okay, oh, good. Because it's confusing. That That's what it boils down to. It's confusing. I thought they got... I thought after they took the van from the guy that gets electrocuted by the power lines and had to drive to... Yeah. Indianapolis. That's, I thought that was from... I thought they were in New Jersey. That's an I know it's a movie, but... The body that might electrocute. Talk, talk about a scene that remind me of what's in the box. That's exactly what it is. I bet it's I bet it's filmed in the same place. I was like, I thought of the same. I was place. like, holy shit, this is just like seven. Yeah, it's, I bet it's filmed in the same place. And seven, they never actually say what city seven takes place in, but it's supposed to be, I think, like Chicago, because there is an elevated train that runs past. And they drive out to the outskirts of Chicago. So I don't know. But she says, like, you're supposed to drive. I think she says you have to drive 750 miles to Indianapolis, which 750 miles would be like New Jersey-ish. So well, I don't know. You also, you also have to look at he was at home. He got in trouble from the FBI. We don't know where the FBI transported him to when he escapes. Oh, that's true. You know, that's true. The other thing that's confusing is they go – they need to get to Indianapolis because they have to get on the plane that's going to get them inside the secure facility. I was like, why do they need to drive to Indianapolis to fly to D.C.? But that makes sense. So um, do you have any more thoughts on the movie before we go? <laughs> Basic thoughts on the movie. We can get into the minutiae later if you want. But Just that Asian bus ride. That was weird. Well, I was just saying it's like she just stops and <laughs> picks them up with like – there's nothing like – she wasn't threatened at all. She's hey, pick these, yeah, like, pick, pick these people up. Hi, Jerry Shaw. Yeah, that's me. Just jumps on the. That was a little, uh, a little ridiculous. But well, what what is? I know we said we didn't like the scene on the plane, Mike. But what would you say your favorite scene in the movie is? What's the best scene? Oh, man, um, I kind of actually like the opening scene. Kind of like that, like, but kind of like letting you know. That very very opening scene where they uh, they don't even talk <laughs> probably because Jerry and is not in it. <laughs> it's you know with like Chickless and Arya and they're doing that like mission you know. Yeah, the you mean the um the bombing scene. Yeah, the bombing scene, scene, which we we didn't really talk about. Yeah, because I, I didn't talk about. I meant to actually just mention it real quick before I started the synopsis because I'd forgotten it. And I was, I guess, that kind of you kind of need that to know what's going on in the movie, you know, because. It's saying that Arya is the supercomputer that you know gave them the fifty-one percent, the no, the one fifty-one percent probability that this is their target. So it's like fifty-fifty, and she's giving them the abort code, like don't go after this person. But you know they call the president. The president's like, no, do it, do it anyway. Even though yeah. the Secretary of Defense Chickless says that you know let's not do this. You know we're not certain because you know he could he's at like supposedly at a funeral. But, I mean. I feel like it's probably some sort of lower level terrorist at least because he's surrounded by guys with guns. He's essentially supposed to be Osama bin Laden. 
Because this is when Bin Laden was still alive. So he's supposed to be like a representation of Bin Laden. Yeah. He shows up every couple of years. Probably did. It probably was a funeral that he came to because that's usually the only way you're going to get him out of hiding. I like the mini drone that kind of looked like a paper airplane yeah. with a camera on it. Yeah, that that's a tough call. And actually, I, I heard somewhere that oftentimes anymore, lawyers are the ones that make the call on whether or not to do things like drone strikes because they have to look at the consequences as a, as a nation of if they do a drone strike and what the collateral damage could be, which actually does make sense. I don't like lawyers being the ones making that decision, but it's a legal, maybe not lawyers specifically, but a legal group with a legal background are the ones that make the call often versus the actual generals anymore. So, um, that, that, but I liked, I liked that, uh, that, that scene a lot. It reminded me of the, the scene in Black Hawk Down. Remember the truck with the black X on it? Yep. My favorite scene is the chase scene with the Reaper. It was the airport scene, and then I watched the Reaper scene and remembered how cool that Reaper scene, especially with Billy Bob, like, taking it down. And I forgot Billy Bob died. I forgot the agent. I kind died. of almost always do. I've, you know, I've seen this movie a handful of times, and it's like just something I just forget because he's just like – he's likable the whole time. You kind of forget that – it's like when he, I remember when he gets out of the car and he's, like, injured. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's not going to make it. Here's, here's my best way to, to sum this movie up because you've probably done this too. You've been changing the channels on a random day and saw that it was on and did one of two moves. Either you were like, eh, I'm not in the mood to get into that movie right now. Or you're like, I'll watch it for a little bit. And then it's a commercial break and you change to something else and you never go back. Would you agree to that? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, you know the whole, once you've seen it once, like it's, it sucks you in the first time you see it. And then I even say like the second time because you're going back and mentally processing everything and picking up all those pieces all the way through. But once you get to like number three or number four as you've seen it and you know what's going on, you can kind of like watch a scene. And you're like, all right, I already know what's going to happen the rest of the way. Like it doesn't it doesn't drag you into it. I feel later on but the first time it definitely drags you in. But but that scene, that's why, because I kind of forgot that he gives him his gun because he's already dead essentially he already's bleeding out and it's like you tell him you got a potus triple one which what a weird name and i don't like i know it's a movie but i'm gonna say it now he he's like i need go find the sergeant arms at the library of congress he walks up and says i got a potus triple one the president's in trouble shouldn't they know what he used to say potus triple one and they know exactly what it is and let him through right i mean <laughs> that was the whole point of him giving the name I guess. I mean, I like that the the Reaper actually looks at the tunnel and goes, "Can I make it? Yeah, I can make it." And sure enough, comes barreling down through it. That was pretty cool. I feel like I'm not. I'm just not sure about like the height. If it would have been able to stay, yeah, because those car, things are big. If it would have been able to stay above a car, like I, I think it might have, like a car might have hit it, but you know, like may have. I, I don't. You know, obviously, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to give the movie to benefit of the doubt but doesn't it fire and almost and and hit something and there's like tractor trailers around it wouldn't that have been big enough that it that wouldn't have made it exactly that's not, like, that's what that's what i mean it's like there were things objects in the tunnel that would i think would have possibly blocked it then like you said i don't, and I don't you, know you can't 
You've driven around D.C. enough. You know those tunnels in D.C. are not that big. Dude, there's some freaking... I watched on Rock Creek Park. A guy just going underneath the bridge, a tractor trailer. Guess what, buddy? Your tractor trailer didn't fit. The... They're stuck underneath there. Like, their load is, like, shoved underneath, like, <laughs> the bridge. Yeah. I'm sure, I bet that happens all the time. picture saved on my phone when I lived in D.C. and was driving. <laughs> I was like, look at this idiot. <laughs> So what is uh, what's your favorite line, Mike? Favorite line? I I wrote down two. All right. I also have two. It's uh, Billy Billy Bob Thornton is involved in both of them. It's you're staring at me. It better because I'm the goddamn suspect. Because if I don't get some good leads soon, you're all going to be demoted into something that's going to require touching shit with your hands. Such a great line. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. And when and he delivered it in 100, you know, full on Billy Bob style, it was fantastic. It's, I have that one written down as well. And then I have um, an exchange between him and Zoe saying, you don't have a choice. Look, now, either, now <clears throat> neither of us know if either of those brothers are guilty or innocent. So on behalf of the Secretary of the Air Force, I'm going in that room. And he responds, well, on behalf of all that fucking bomb equipment in Junior Pinhead's apartment, no, you're not. <laughs> I, would have, I would have liked more of him in this movie. Yeah, his- he could have been really – and that, that goes back to my Tommy Lee Jones thing. Like Tommy Lee Jones makes The Fugitive so good because he has just one liner after another. Like the, it, you know, Harrison Ford's good, but it's one liner after another, and I would have liked – if they would have written in like seven more lines for Billy Bob Thornton of him just dressing down everybody around him. Like the only other, I just noticed I had one more little thing written, but it was just that, that line when they're on the, that like boat, what is that thing that they're on? The barge. The barge, yeah. But it's, but it's the same line I have. She called you the female. <laughs> oh no, that wasn't what I had. I had uh, right, right after that. She's like, do you really think she could derail a train? She goes, she did this. She had me call. She had someone call me that's sitting next to me that I don't know where it is. She, he goes, she can derail a train. She could probably turn a train into a talking duck. <laughs> I put that as my worst thing because <laughs> I was just thought it was so stupid that he said that. It was it was stupid, but it was like it kind of I said, but it caught me captured the moment. I said, but it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh. That's what it was. I had my head down and I heard it and it pop, I popped my head up and I started laughing because of uh, the way Shia LaBeouf says it. So favorite character i can probably guess which one you have because it's probably the same as mine agent billy bob thornton agent billy bob thornton agent thomas morgan so speaking of billy bob billy bob thornton is our top five of the week top five of the episode uh top five billy bob thornton appearances where would you where would you put them mike all right the more and more actually like sort of looking through some of this stuff and remembering things that he was in. And for me, it's, I got Armageddon, Bad Santa, Friday Night Lights. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, The Alamo. No, I never saw that. Was it good? It's a pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. He plays. I remember all the previous, like all the previous and stuff. And I kept saying, I really should see that. He played. But I never did. Davey Crockett, King of the Pop. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know how it's going to end, but. I, yeah. Uh... Uh, I just I did. Dennis know. Quaid's in it too. Oh, that's right. Like I said, I remember the I trailer. I remember the promos, but I never actually saw. I think he it. plays Houston. Oh, Sam Houston. Yeah, Sam Houston, and then um, 
the guy from the Lost Boys with the long dark hair who's is it the Lost Boys? Yeah, that's the vampire one, right? Yeah, what's his name? Is that the... It's 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 his brother who gets turned into a vampire. Is Lost Boys the one with Kiefer? Yeah, yeah. I I've I've seen like five minutes of the movie. I never watched uh, it growing up. I, I thought that movie was funny. Um, but he's like his brother. I can't remember. Uh, his last name is Patrick. Oh, Jason. Patrick. Jason Patrick. Yeah, yeah. He plays uh, uh, Bowie. Speaking of guys whose career should have, he was ready to be the next big thing yeah. in the early '90s, and his career just kind of. He did speed uh, speed two cruise control, and everything fell apart. Yeah. For him. Tell me about it. Oh, but yeah. I guess to finish <laughs> now that we're after the Alamo, I just put like uh, I wanted to put down Tombstone. <laughs> I know. I wanted to too. I, I did. He's so little. Yeah, he's, well, he's not so little. He's actually fat as shit in that one. He is. Fat, he is he's fat as shit. His face is huge. Well, I'm saying he's normally so skinny, and then you just looks like he put on like 40 pounds for that. I put down Sling Blade. I've seen it once. I did like it. It's not like my type of movie, but he like wrote it, directed, and starred in it. Did he win an Oscar for that? I don't. I don't know. And I, I know. I feel like he was up for one at least. I, what's that one with? Um, he's in where he hooked. Where he bangs Drew Barrymore. God, uh, Monsters Ball. Yeah, Monsters Ball. It's like I probably should put that one on there too, but it's like, like I said, it's just not my cup of tea. Like I have like, uh, yeah, I never, I never saw Monsters yeah. Ball. I never saw Sling Blade. I saw the movie The Bandits. I thought I liked that better. Bandits. That's the one I wanted to put down. That movie was. Uh, how do I put it? Too fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> He's funny in it because he's a hypochondriac and he kept asking if people smell burning feathers. And it's really confusing because at the end, it's like, wait, are they good? Are they bad? Did they get it? Did they not get it? Like, it's. I feel like I watched that movie and it took me six hours to watch it. Any other ones? I'm changing this category actor and actress around top five. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always end up putting like seven movies. Uh, I said we were just talking about it. Like, I really like his his character in this movie. Yeah, uh, I I have it right near the top for me. So I actually did a I I, I actually did come up with a five, five four three two one for him. Oh, nice. I left and I noticed you did too. I left Bad News Bears off of this because I really feel like they tried to make like Walter Matthau was ridiculous in Bad News Bears, but they tried to essentially make Bad Santa a baseball coach and it just didn't work. Exactly. I, mean, I, um, I still thought the movie was like funny and it was like a decent and I, you know, it was worth a watch type thing, but it's like, the, the, he seemed like a very similar person. Yeah. Such he, like he's banging one of the, it was very predictable. He's drinking at the thing. He's, um, uh, he bangs one of the kids, moms, like, so I had, I had, similar to you i had number five i actually had the when he was on the tv show fargo he's so weird he's so good though like he's just it it's i didn't i like the show fargo but i didn't like the show fargo it was one of the, it was the first tv show that i watched where it felt like they were starting to get a little bit too excited about themselves and everyone every critic was given like a 99 or 100 percent and saying how good it was. And I'm like, this is so goddamn slow. And it's really weird. It's kind of based around the same idea as the original movie, 
And he, like I said, he's really, really good. He just plays this weirdo that shows up in town and helps people kill people. Number four, I had Armageddon because I do like him in Armageddon. He's kind of funny. And he does say the word armadillo, not armadillo, armadillo. Uh, number three, I had Friday Night Lights. He's, he's really good as a head coach. Two, I had Eagle Eye because I do think he's really good in this. And I just, I would have probably put it number one if he had more lines in Bad Santa. Um, that movie just holds a very special place in my heart. It's just too funny. Yeah. Anyways. What do we do with these fucking sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> the the one-liners that we're going to do that this year at Christmas time. Uh, so we'll do that before Christmas. Maybe at early December we'll have that one. I made the calendar for the year. I sent it over to you, Mike. I know. We'll, we'll discuss off-air what the movies are for the rest of the year. But Bad Santa's on that. Because I wanted to do it last year, but we already had enough Christmas movies. Let's get into the movie scenes. Why don't you run with this one, Mike? I can do a little bit of like movie scenes. It's my movie scenes kind of run in a lot with like I know it's a movie, but questioning a lot of I said for as much as I question this movie, you'd think that I would not have liked it, but I'd still like it. <laughs> yes, I, I, I couldn't agree more with that. There's a lot to question, but you kinda gotta let it go and just assume that it's gonna go as it goes. Like, why do you have a supercomputer surrounded by water? That's all. That's not water. That's um, liquid nitrogen. Well, they fall in it. They'd be dead. I know, and I have that. I actually have. They wouldn't live more than a few seconds in liquid nitrogen, yet they crawl out of it. And Anthony Mackie is probably paralyzed from the legs down because he smacks his back right off of that bar. He probably would be unconscious, but he, uh, he'd at least be paralyzed. That's right. That's why I'm fairly certain that the liquid nitrogen was behind the computer. And that was water down below. See, I thought like when he was pulling that out, that was draining the liquid nitrogen into the pool down below her. That's what I thought that was. I wonder what happens when liquid nitrogen hits water. Uh, I think it makes like big smoke, like um, because of the massive temperature change. I think it would just kind of like smoke up, almost like that. Yeah, I mean that's that's essentially what it is. That's essentially what dry ice yeah. is. Um, Okay, because I was just just like, shit, Falcon should have just cupped his hand and started splashing water on that bitch. (laughs) Well, I actually put that in. I said, um, after all that, all she did was take a piece of metal and jam it in the eye. Why did they just do that at the beginning? With all this hot They just start busting shit up. Like, that water down there, you know, no condensation, nothing. (laughs) nothing. I mean, I guess that's how they build it, and I understand it runs super hot, so that's why the liquid nitrogen, the coils run. To cool it, but shit. I mean, all she did, yeah, like, a, like after all of it, like this guy, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's just a giant eyeball comes up to you and is like, you can't do that. And she's like, fuck you, and just jams that bar into it, and then that's it. It's done. No one talks about it anymore. Uh, it's it's very bizarre. Like, okay, now we're good. Like we said, the the uh, you know the scene from Seven. And how she like overcharges the power line or something, and then it like vaporizes that guy. Like, how do you yeah. know that's not gonna that's gonna not gonna land on them, and on, it's gonna even on, hit him? Yeah, on the van. What if it would hit the van and just exploded the van and killed him? Like, then now you're shit. Now you're SOL. Mm-hmm. You don't have a facial recognition. Uh, on top of that, now we're just straight up. And I know it's a movie, but but. Uh, so I was saying, dude, I was like, what if the kid, you know, when they're showing him practice at the beginning, what if they hits that tone? <laughs> <laughs> it 
the president's not even there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if he's just yeah, he's just warming up and he just hits the F. <laughs> My thing too is just like, why? why why is it always at the end of the song? You know, why is it always <laughs> giving so much time? Well there was there was uh some of the internet facts it was um they said this isn't the first movie to use music as a key because they did it in the Get Smart remake with Anne Hathaway and The Rock. That was the same thing. And it was at the very end. It was supposed to be the very end of it. It was going to go off with a blast. It's like, why is Arya celebrating it? She's like a bad villain. Where they, like, they released their whole plan. Why couldn't it be? Like, they tell you the entire plan. Oh, say, can you? <laughs> you know, instead of like waiting through the whole song. We're really complaining about uh, ego eyes if she, ideas. If she needs him alive. Why does she almost kill him like ten times? Like I don't know. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, she almost rips his head off with a piece of scaffolding. Or um, I guess it's like yeah, a... he almost gets run over by that train. He like, yeah, you know, it's like when they drop like on the barge, like they could have easily like broken a neck or something like that. Or what, if I actually. I noticed that when they go to fall, it looks like they're going to hit the edge. Like, yeah, they look like they just made it. <laughs> yeah, they, they almost look like they didn't make it. And even though that's a big pile of garbage, that doesn't mean it's a big pile of pillows. Yeah, it I, could easily be like a aluminum chair that was thrown in there that's sticking out that's going to impale one of their legs. A bunch of assholes who didn't recycle, you know, glass bottles and shit. You know? <laughs> you know, speaking of glass bottles and recycling, this pisses me off. Sorry, little rant right here. My, I have what they call single pickup recycling, which is every two weeks they come, they take everything and throw it in one thing and crush it all together. They won't recycle glass anymore. How ridiculous is that? This is because they throw it all in one bin, and then when they smash it together, the glass gets into the plastic, and they can't recycle either one. So we have to throw out our glass now. Absurd. Absurd. Sorry, a little rant right there. Absurd. Absurd. On to the next thing. But yeah, what if it was like a glass bottle in there and she landed and shattered and shattered it and cut her femoral artery and she bled out? Yep, that's what, I know. There's just like there's a lot of things that oh he does that almost gets them killed. Well, one, yeah, I think she made things way harder on herself than she had to. She probably could have uh, figured. Again, I got I understand she had to get to the Indianapolis airport to get on the plane that would fly into the secure area without them having to go through the gate. But if she just would have made them passes and had the person at the gate let them in, they just walked in the front door. But I don't know. You Anyways. Know, and then you get that idiot you know, po- uh, poker game with Turtle, who he just like pretty much like he tells him, like convinces him to bet. Yeah. It's like, Turtle, you're an idiot. I would love playing against you. Then I love how he uses, like, you can take it a Red Lobster or the Olive Garden. Yeah, really running it up. Yeah, Somewhere nice. Yeah, I like that. I think the point of that was to show that he's smart. He just doesn't apply himself because he comes walking out and he's working at a copy store. Like, that was supposed to show that he's smart like his brother. That was the whole reason for that scene. Oh, I was trying to say, like, the... Uh... Like the other thing too, like when they're trying to rob the armored truck with like the two guys. Yeah. You want you want two people who have no experience, you know, holding a weapon in their entire life, pretty much like robbing, you know, security guards who who were probably like either former 
two both guys there, they looked like they were former military guys, like some big dudes. <laughs> yeah, they probably could have whooped his ass. They would have beat the shit out of him. Yeah, here's another I know it's a movie, but you notice despite having no formal training, Jerry Shaw can fucking throw down. He beats up like three he starts beating up people in his apartment. And then he beats the shit out of that guy who's like the only one protecting the underside of the congressional building. And he beats the bejesus out of him and takes his clothes and runs away. I don't know about the whole apartment. They take him down pretty quick. He just runs out of the – he runs out of the uh, – his room and gets freaking whooped down real hard. I thought he hit like two or three people and then he got shocked and whooped up when he got out. Not, not from what I remember. He – he like ducked him whenever they went in there. He ran out the door and got tackled immediately. I thought. Oh, maybe then uh, I missed it. I, I saw it wrong, but I thought he like got a couple elbows in. He did, but you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that it matters, but the the guy didn't look like much that was underneath there. No, okay. <laughs> he fought, they, looked, they looked about the same size. Like you said, like you said, he he could have. You know, he, people get lucky. People do get lucky. All you yeah. gotta do is get one shot in. He's got and the get past. I said, it made a little comment. I was like, look at that. The Falcon hanging out at the Eagle's nest. <laughs> I'm glad you said the Falcon. I could not think of his name. I kept wanting to say Archangel, but Archangel's from X-Men. Yeah. Falcon is what he is. And I didn't feel like looking it up. I was like, God damn it. What's his name? Like after that whole thing, he's just like, he, he pulls the shotgun on the guys. Like, how was he holding the guns? Yeah. Like this. <laughs> Did he look like you know what he was doing? Which I guess that's like supposed to prove that he's not a terrorist because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with the shotgun. But yeah, like, really, like, and it's like after all they've done, all that, all that shit. When they go to get on the plane, they have to inject themselves with that drug to like lower their heart rate. It's like I can't do this. <laughs> it's like you've done all this shit, but you yeah. can't inject yourself with a drug. Yeah, you can't give yourself a shot, or you got a needle thing. Again, I can I can see her not shooting him in the face, but she's like, then she doesn't do it. She's like, it's okay. Like, He's gonna be eliminated anyways. Here, 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 here's here's the thing that annoyed the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> while we're at it, so when they're in that room and she gets the vibrations off the coffee mug, so she does what they're talking about inside right. the fucking room, but. She can't fucking tell that fucking Ethan Shaw's given fucking Morse code. Yeah, like she can't see the Morse code that he's just obviously displaying. Two other people pick it out and are able to like figure out what it is, and she can't do that. Like she's done all this other shit, but she can't figure that Morse code out. What the hell? Well, I guess I guess she did as he was, as they were trying to watch the thing. She figured out something was up. But you're right. Like she didn't notice that he was giving Morse code with his phone. And it's Which like, uh, throwback to the uh, throwback to the BlackBerry phone, the BlackBerry Pearl. Also, shouldn't you know the fact that she can do all this stuff? And like once they know that she's behind it, and they're in that room, and they like unplug stuff. Shouldn't shouldn't they know that she can sense the vibrations and like other ways to like? Well, that's why he unplugged the phone because he knew she could listen in on that. But um, I guess. Apparently his IQ is not 183. Yeah, it's it's not high enough. <laughs> I also have. Um, it's like they can control the cars, but they can't hear what they're saying in the cars. Like you know, something like you know, he throws all the shit out of uh, Billy Bob's car, 
But then they well, yeah, also... I mean, because she throws the cell phone out. At that point, they didn't have like the maybe, voice, and maybe, maybe he had a you know an old ninety eight. Yeah, like there's if there wasn't like a GPS in there or something that would be able to hear audio or or whatever. I'm surprised that she wasn't able to reverse engineer the uh, really couldn't cause more car radio. Had to send a reaper. Couldn't start more comics or something. Yeah, that, that, that would have been an, an easier way to do it. I actually had that. I said, activating a Reaper to take on a Silicon. Going off the deep end a little bit there. You know, what if the kid messes up and doesn't hit the right note? Yes. <laughs> oh, good point. Nobody That's a whole different movie. What if he sucks and he doesn't hit the F notes? <laughs> All that for naught. All that for nothing. He completely fucks it up. Uh, wouldn't a supercomputer already have had their data data uploaded and saved to the satellite so something like this wouldn't happen yeah when um like why wouldn't you run a dr test to drs for disaster recovery dr test to make sure it has real-time backup at any point and probably should be running a, a daily batch backup when you run like overnight when traffic's low that's just standard it stuff there come on Jerry Shaw, though, I have to give him credit. A lot of balls on him. As you said, he should have been turned into Swiss cheese. I guess they figured he was neutralized when he spun and hit the ground. Like, is it necessary for you to jump up on a table and point your gun into the air? Like, couldn't you just pointed your gun up to the air and shot it two or three times? And then that would have stirred everything up and that would have stopped everything? Yeah, and uh, you could have. I guess you could have tried to bolt out of there, but. I mean, but either you, you could get caught, but maybe not get shot. You better get I think, he had, I think he had a little bit of a death wish, too. Like, he was okay with being killed. I don't know about that, but he was willing to give his life. He was. He was oh. trying to see it through for his, his brother. His brother. Internet facts. I only have a couple. That I, really, I really had a hard time finding, and I actually did some research on one other thing. So Shia LaBeouf started stated that during filming, an FBI agent who was helping them told him and the cast that one in every five phone calls someone makes is recorded. To prove it, the agent had him listen to a phone call he had made two years prior to the filming. They pulled it up. So there you go. One out of every phone call, five phone calls, supposedly, as of 2008, was being recorded. It could be all of them at this point. Damn. Next. The film takes place between January 26th and April 12th, 2009, which I guess I, that's supposedly what it's supposed to be. The problem with that is Barack Obama is sworn into office January 20th, 2009. He's the president's giving State of the Union address, but the president had just been elected. Would they have everything in place to do? What do they call the the wipeout? Um, Y2K? <laughs> no, not Y2K. What, 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 what's the protocol she enacted? Guillotine or something like that? Yeah, yeah Project Guillotine. Guillotine. That's what it was. Guillotine. Yeah, Guillotine. Guillotine. Yeah. It doesn't quite line up. So that supposedly that's when it's supposed to take place, but the movie's released in 2008. So I don't know. I, I, I don't really have a, an, a true idea because the other thing is, the president is giving the State of the Union address, which is usually done in early February or late January, right after he would have been elected. But he wouldn't have been one to make the call to 
blow him up, it probably would have been before that, like in terms of timing. So that's a little off. So you can kind of ignore that. And then I did a quick Google search on my own. And this said that the average American is captured on security camera 75 times a day. And that actually feels about right. Cause like I work in a major bill, a large office building in downtown and there's security cameras in the hall. The security cameras, there's, you know, I drive up and down a major road. I'm on public transit. I walk on the streets when I go out to get lunch or I go out for a walk. I can probably see myself on security cameras 75 times a day. You're in, you're in a, we'll just call it a, a relatively secure building. I'm sure there, there's security cameras around your building as well. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I just uh, don't know where all at. Yeah, and that's the, I don't know where they're all at either, but I, I've thought about that my, even before watching this movie. I said, oh, I thought there's one on the corner of this and one on the corner of that. Every ATM you walk by. That's all I had for internet facts, though. I really couldn't. I thought there was going to be a lot of stuff like where they filmed and what they did. And... I, I threw this under internet facts, but it's not an internet fact. I just ended up catching reading it somewhere, so I looked for the looked for it. Okay. Found it, and I watched it, and I will discuss it with you now. It is there is an alternate ending to this. Oh, okay, good. I'd like to hear it. Ends the same. Shows him her like uh, shows Rachel kissing her him on the cheek. You know, kind of like you're kind of like, huh? Oh, they they trying to say they're gonna hook up or something. You're not really sure. That that ending stays the same there, but then it cuts to all the kids in the room playing freaking rock band, and like. Okay. I, I'm telling you right now, they. It's kind of like a. It, it would have been, maybe okay. I don't. Uh-huh. I, I think it's kind of yuck, because the kids play. I, I just felt like they had them singing for like a minute, and it just was like <laughs> annoying me. I was just like, and then like, but then like on the screen, it shows. It says like, "Hello," you know, like typing words on the screen of their rock band. It's like Sam, listen very closely, or something like that. And it just like you, cuts. So you Sam, think you, that you've been activated? Stab <laughs> <laughs> you! But I've been—I was like laughing because it's just like, and they're like smiling and think it's funny. I'm really glad they just left it the way it was. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't like some 47 year old dude watching them, fa- pleasuring himself. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, oh god, what was that? I'm gonna double down on the South Park here. Do you remember the South Park episode where the guy would, the security guy? would watch everybody and just kept putting lubrication on his hand. Did yep. you ever see that one? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say the, the, the remake was like the South Park episode. Do you remember the Brown note, the note that would make everyone in the world shit themselves? What if it would have been, he played that note instead. <laughs> instead of blowing everything up, just makes everybody shit their pants. Those would have been good. On to the last part. Who would be in the remake? I took Jerry, Rachel, and Defense Secretary Callister. And I think I got a good one here. So for Jerry, I had, he would be played by Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort's the guy from Baby Driver. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I had, I had Tom Holland, the guy from Spider-Man. And then I thought, I think Ansel Elgort would be better. He's like two years older and I think he can do like. Tom Holland's too young. Yeah. Tom Holland just feels like he's. 16. Ansel Elgort feels like he's in his mid-20s. I think I think he'd be perfect for it. And he's already done like a kind of uh, he did a heist movie, but kind of like a similar movie. 
for Rachel, I kind of looked in the same age range, and I ended up on Emmy Rossum. If uh, you know the movie, the TV show Shameless, yeah, that that's her from it. I feel like she could be a married too young to the wrong guy, got divorced, got knocked up, left a guy, you know, at, when the kid was four, and now he's eight. And then Defense Secretary Callister, a callback to when we did Scrooge, I picked Christopher Maloney. I think it'd be good to play the defense secretary. Okay. I um so I had Zoe. I picked Emily Blunt. Okay. British. You know, but she's probably can play no accent, I'm guessing, if we needed her not to have an accent. Uh yeah, I get I'm trying to think, yeah, Charlie Wilson's war, she doesn't have an accent, so for Bowman, I selected Adam Driver. Okay. I like Adam Driver. If you don't know Adam Driver, what is? Watch, watch any of the new Star Wars. And he plays the the wannabe Darth Vader. Did you know that he actually is uh, ex Marine? I think, or maybe ex Navy Seal. He's a badass. I don't think, I'm not sure if he's Navy Seal, but I, th- I know he definitely he's ex military. He's look, really into. It. I'll look up while you're uh, yeah. while you're doing your next. Uh, Thomas Morgan I had was the last one. That's who Billy Bob Thornton was, and I selected uh, either Jamie Foxx or Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Jamie Foxx or Russell Crowe. I, I, I like either one of those. Okay, he uh, – shortly after the 9-11 attacks, Adam Driver joined the United States Marine Corps. Yeah, because I think he's like the same age we are about. Uh, yeah, he's 35. Born same year as us. A little bit younger than us by a few months. All right, Ed. All right. So where are they now? For Jerry, Jerry and Rachel give it a shot, but after one or two sexual encounters, they realize it's for the best to just be friends. Due to the age difference, Jerry takes up his dad's offer to go back to Stanford. He uses his brother's death as motivation to push forward. He pushes through a master's in engineering and is hired at SpaceX. He's working on the project to go to Mars and plans to be one of the first to call part of the first group to colonize it. All right. After uh, Rachel, after she and Jerry split, she remains a single mom despite her ex Craig's attempt to win her back. She remains a single mother until she gets knocked up one year later by a financial planner who is 10 years younger than her, just like Jerry was. She and Sam move into a condo with her new baby daddy. He was laid off due to the financial crisis. It didn't work out. She now has full custody of both kids. And then Defense Secretary, Secretary Callister. He leaves office shortly after this when President Obama is voted into office. He begins working for a small defense contractor on smarter drone development. However, he was shot into the spotlight when leaked documents about Project Eagle Eye are obtained by the Washington Post. He testifies before Congress in 2014 and reveals copious amounts of information about what actually happened. He uses new recognition to make a run at the Republican primary for president. But he is quickly pushed out when the first Republican primary debate on Fox News, Donald Trump calls him Crybaby Callister. That was in depth. All right, Ed, here you go. Agent Thomas Morgan is still dead. Yeah, I was say he's dead. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh... All right, he's given uh, he's Bo- given a proper military funeral. Bowman, after breaking both his legs, he rehabs he rehabs and starts working. In, in a different branch of the military, eventually meeting Steve Rogers and becoming the superhero. <laughs> <laughs> you love doing that. <laughs> you might not. And I go, oh, and then here you go. Fun fact. 
The Falcon is the first black superhero to not have the word black in the name. He came out in a comic book way before this. Oh, I thought you. Oh, you mean in real life? I thought you meant. In real life. I'm, I'm thinking of movies. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I can I can understand that. All right, Zoe Perez. A few years later, left the Air Force to pursue politics. She became the first woman president. Soon after, a sex tape was released of her cheating on her husband with none other than the Falcon. To much surprise, she became more popular after the sex tape was released. That's where she's at now. Because that's how the world is. They don't care about that shit. It doesn't really matter <laughs> anymore. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Worth the Watch PC. Email us at uh, Worth the Watch Podcast at gmail.com. And follow us or like us on Facebook. You know, make, be sure to share that with other people. We continue to grow. We continue to get more and more downloads, and that's awesome. Uh, our next movie, it's time for a awesome baseball movie, an actual good baseball movie, Major League. Hey, probably the best baseball movie. If uh, if I were to to think of which one, I, I'd I'd have to say that, right? Uh, you know, like we said, we discussed Sandlot. I don't know if no, I that's can. That's true. I don't... Sandlot. Eh, I think I would, but I'm I'm saying there's just something about there's something about there's just something about Sandlot. It just takes me back, baby. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the Sandlot when we um we'll we'll have that discussion on there. Best baseball movies. Maybe we'll even do that as our top five, and we can really get into it. So, other than that, thanks for joining, Ed. Yes. You are deactivated. Welcome to the Worth the Watch podcast. While there are plenty of movie review podcasts out there, our goal is not to be that. This is supposed to be a fun look back at movies from our past that we have enjoyed. We just want to fill that place between your ears for about an hour. Make your commute to work a little more tolerable or let you reflect on a movie that you may have seen. Movies can make us laugh and cry, make us cringe in fear, or be a shot of adrenaline. We watch them in theaters with total strangers, at home with friends and family, or on Sundays when it's on cable for the 300th time. When One We Love comes on TV, we get excited. It's almost like, hey, someone else likes this movie too. So if you like what we do, let us know. Follow us on Twitter at WorthTheWatchPC, again, at WorthTheWatchPC, or email us at worththewatchpodcast at gmail.com. Make suggestions of movies you love and want to hear. Tell us what areas you want us to cover. Please keep things clean. We have families who don't want them to be worried about us. Please remember, this is all in good fun, and if something on here offends you, tough shit. Get over it and find something else to be upset about.